Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1185. Take a used car for a pre-purchase inspection before you hand over a check. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Los Angeles, California, Martin Grossinger. Hey, Martin, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am so ready, Mark. All right, here we go. Martin Grossinger is the Senior Digital Marketing Manager for Automobility LA and the Los Angeles Auto Show. In this role, he creates video and social media content for the two events, produces the Automobility LA podcast, wrangles the show's photography and videography teams, ideates branded activations and experiences, and liaises with the great community of car lovers all over Southern California and the world, for that matter. He started with the show one day before it opened in 2014. Before moving to Los Angeles, Martin worked at a group of radio stations in Texas. He wrote for Jalopnik in New York and worked live event television production. And by the way, Jalopnik's editor-in-chief, Matt Hardegree, has been a past guest here on Cars Yeah. So, Martin, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for promoting automobiles? Yeah. You know, it's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, You're welcome. It's been a lifelong love of mine, things with uh, four wheels, sometimes three wheels, sometimes more than four. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy to be able to uh, share that love with folks. Uh, online and in real life at the uh, LA Auto Show and Automobility LA. Well, both of those shows are so huge and they're so well known. I mean, I don't know how you juggle all these balls between the, the, the two events, but fantastic events. I know uh, that, that this show is airing and the, the events just recently took place. Absolutely fabulous success you guys had this year. But let's start first as we continue on this journey of yours by asking you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that uh, has some meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Martin, take the wheel. You know, whenever I'm presented with a new opportunity, a new project uh, at work or something I'm taking on in my personal life, I just sort of ask myself, why not? It's something that sort of led me you know, across the country through a number of sort of varied and interesting uh, jobs and, and life choices along the way. But I, I find that, you know, just sort of saying, why not? And and going forward, if it's something that I feel passionately about, is has led me uh, in a pretty good direction so far. And so it's something I try to stick to when I can. Well, I love the attitude there. And uh, yeah, just give it a try. Give it a shot. And uh, the old fake it till you make it kind of concept, although you've got such a great background in what you do, there's no faking it there. But when you got the opportunity to come out west for after being in New York, I mean, what was uh, was there a big uh, question in your mind of maybe a little why versus the why not of hmm should I take this on? This is kind of a big change in lifestyle. Yeah, well, I, you know, I grew up on the East Coast. I went to college on the East Coast, and then I went back to my hometown for a little bit on the East Coast. So I'd always sort of wanted to see what the rest of the country had to offer, see what else was out there, and and a couple of opportunities came up along the way that gradually have brought me uh, further and further west, and now I've run out of continent. Um, so, (laughs) 
so so it's you know it's all been it's all been really great so far and and I look forward to uh you know whatever comes next whenever it uh whenever that should happen. Well, you know, all you have to do when you run out of continent is grab a surfboard out there in LA. There's some great beaches to surf on, so you just got to go out and hit the waves. But a real interesting question I might ask you before I ask you this next question and that is coming from the East Coast to the West Coast, what was the biggest I won't say cultural shock, but there's some very different kind of cultural things and norms about East Coast versus West Coast. Was there one big thing that stood out when you came out here, other than the fact that, look at all these cool cars, I could drive a convertible 365 days of the year. The cars are amazing, and the lack of rust on the cars is what really sort (laughs) of shocked me. Um, But but culturally, you know, I've noticed that uh, I walk really fast out here. Sometimes I talk pretty fast out here. Um, <laughs> that's sort of been the most shocking thing is, you know, going through the supermarket and uh, and having to sort of step around people because everyone's sort of meandering, looking at the oranges or whatever. Well, it's kind of laid back, you know, SoCal lifestyle. I mean, I grew up down in the San Diego County area. And uh, yeah, it's I've always been on the West Coast. My son went to school on the East Coast in Rhode Island. And he noticed there's some very big differences in, in just East Coast versus West Coast and just the people and so forth. But uh, yeah, we all have our different ways. But the one thing we have in common are cars, that's for sure. Well, let's talk about your personal passion for cars and share a story that instigated that passion for you. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Cars have been a passion of mine and my family's, my family since before I was born. And, and you know, me probably since the moment uh, I, I showed up on the planet Earth. I, I know that growing up, especially as like a, an infant and a toddler, every weekend morning over the summer, um, when Formula One season, uh, I know I wasn't sleeping and I, my dad wasn't either. We were up watching Formula One races live. Uh, well, he was probably watching them and I was staring at the pretty colors on the screen. But that's sort of been a a, uh, a tentpole um, of my love for cars comes from those weekend mornings hanging out with dad watching F1 races. And then, you know, a couple of years later as a, as a uh, you know, probably a six-year-old, seven-year-old, something like that, we were down visiting my grandparents in uh, Florida and went to the uh, Cavalino Classic at the Breakers uh, oh, Resort. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'd never yeah. sort of seen that many that that's sort of a distinct memory of standing in front of at that time um a brand new f50 you know with my little ferrari hat sort of poking around it yeah. and sort of realizing this is an incredible thing in addition to you know the 250 lms the daytonas the uh 250 short wheelbases all sorts of you know really incredible cars that that sounded great smelled great looked amazing and that's sort of what made me made my ears perk up and go oh wow this this is this is real you know this is really cool yeah, that event is absolutely spectacular. I mean, I love that event. I've been to it probably five or six times now. And uh, John Barnes, who runs that event with his lovely wife, Alicia, they do an absolutely spectacular job with that event. I mean, and the setting, what could be better than the Breakers, an iconic five-star hotel that's been there forever? And of course, they've got three days, I think, out at the racetrack. In fact, uh, that event was the time I first got to drive a 250 short wheelbase Ferrari. And, uh, yeah, a guy tossed me his keys and said, take it for a drive. In fact, that day, two people let me drive her 250 short wheelbase. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven, but the Cavalino is absolutely spectacular. I'll, I'll remind our listeners too. They make, or they produce, I should say, publish a wonderful magazine, the Cavalino magazine that you can go and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. But that, if that doesn't 
knock you over as far as cars. I don't know what event would, except for, you know, maybe Pebble Beach or the Historics or some of those or Amelia Island. I mean, there's so many great shows. Well, Martin, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. These are wonderful learning opportunities. So kind of take us to that difficult time, walk us through that experience, but more importantly, tell us how that helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your life and your career. So in 2014, um, I had the opportunity to move out to Los Angeles and join up with the LA Auto Show. You know, as you mentioned earlier, I arrived in LA literally fresh off the road from Texas uh, the night before. I still had bags and, and stuff in my car when I showed up for work that morning. And I was dumped sort of feet first into one of the biggest auto shows in the world uh, on the management team for that. So it was a huge challenge getting up to speed, figuring out what exactly was going on. Um, you know, of course, I was familiar with auto shows, but not really with the, the media and press days that precede them, all the press conferences and vehicle debuts. So it was kind of a, a, a big sort of shocking moment where, you know, I had my eyes open the whole time. My head was on a swivel. Uh, taking tons of notes and photos and trying to figure out, wrap my head around how this all comes together and how, you know, and how it comes together in a way that, that people, whether they are industry professionals or the general public who come to the show, get there, how the marketing all works for it, how the operations yeah. side works to put it all together. Uh, I'm still learning every day, but that was sort of a big, like a big, a big hurdle that sort of showed up was trying to figure out what this is, what I've gotten myself into, uh, yeah, and how no to doubt. how to make a success out of it, you know? Yeah, with all your bags and your cars, where am I sleeping tonight, by the way? Am I even going yeah. home tonight? What is my home? <laughs> where am I? How did I get here? Yeah, did that great song. I bag out in my office, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that old saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So, for somebody who might find themselves thrown into their feet in the fire like that and, and really be overwhelmed, I mean, you're drinking from a fire hose to use another one of those sayings. What are a couple words of wisdom advice you might offer somebody who finds themselves in that position and, and just, you know, like, how am I going to get through this first day, much less the next week or the next month? So I had a really great uh, team that I joined up with, and I sort of latched on to Lefty Saronis, who is a member of the marketing and communications team here at Automobility LA and the LA Auto Show, and latched on to him, and he became sort of a mentor, uh, and I became his shadow for, well, for four years now. But th there's been so much knowledge that's been passed down, so many sort of routines and strategies for taming such a huge beast like this every year to make it manageable one bite at a time and get through the whole show. So having a great support staff, uh, support team and uh, particularly one person that you can sort of throw questions at, throw concerns at, uh, and then take knowledge from is, is huge. It's a huge help. Yeah, absolutely. You know, find yourself a mentor. Yeah, Lefty's going to be a future guest here on the show. I'm really excited about having him on the show. Uh, from what I've heard from my good friend, Rafael Oporo and, uh, Matt, who uh, connect, kind of connected all of us together from JMPR, uh, Lefty is quite a legend and has been doing this for a long time. So uh, lucky you to have Lefty on your left and right side and behind you and in front of you. Truly, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Love it. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love you to share what I call a career big aha moment, a time when those headlights kind of illuminate a new path for you. What would yours be? When I joined up with Jalopnik in probably 2010, 2009, 2010, something like that. Mm -hmm. 
I sort of realized that this, though it is incredibly difficult and it takes a ton of work and time and effort and dedication to, to sort of break into, I'm putting this in air quotes, the industry, um, especially on the media side, these are all sort of normal people who do ostensibly normal jobs, though they seem sort of like uh, jet-setting superheroes. And you can do it. You just have to put in the time and the effort and, and really sort of dedicate yourself. But you can get in there and you can, you know, get behind the wheel of a press car, rack up a huge speeding ticket, uh, and then get, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, you know, get, get your name uh, up on a website and, and produce really cool yeah. uh, stories, photos, videos, whatever. It's all, it's all doable. You just have to put in the work. Well, put in the work. I think those are the key words here. Um, a lot of people see successful people and they think, wow, they just did that overnight. There is no such of a thing as overnight success. It just doesn't happen. You've got to work really hard. And I've got, I've had hundreds of journalists and authors in that field, the automotive sector on the show here. And you can go back and listen to any of those shows. And it's, there's a consistent thing, a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, a lot of dedication. That's all it takes. Just a lot of yeah, hard yeah. work, right? Yeah. No big yeah, deal. Easy. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car, truck, motorcycle, bike, whatever it might be, and maybe share a special memory you have about that ride. So there's a couple. Um, the first one uh, is the car that my mom drove when I was growing up. Um, she's had a history of really rad cars, but this is the first one that I sort of had, uh, you know, any sort of relationship with. She had a Renault Alliance. It was <laughs> sort of a, a ridiculous little car, not particularly great, but it, it was red. It was the first car that I spent any sort of considerable amount of time in. And then unfortunately I was the reason that we had to get rid of it as a toddler. I was eating a banana in the back seat and I figured, okay, I'm done with this banana. Uh, so I tossed the peel under the front seat, uh, in oh. the middle of summer eventually, uh, when the smell got so bad, we went looking for it. My mom and dad tried to, you know, tear the car apart and find this, but the banana peel had disappeared, but the smell was still there. It was, it was ingrained so in the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so bad. We had to sell the car. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think and in addition to the car being, you know, at that point, sort of an elderly Renault, it was, it was time for yeah. it to go. But, um, that was one of them. The second one that actually is a special car that, that I do love dearly was a, a 2003 Civic Si uh, hatchback that, again, was my mom's that I then um, bought from her when I had to leave the East Coast and, and head west. Great, a great car that sort of it took me all the way across the country. I still consider it a very dear friend, though it is no longer with me. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, what comes to mind when you talk about that Renault Alliance is there's a great Seinfeld episode where they have a valet that drives his, I think it's his sob at that point of Seinfeld TV show. And the guy has really bad BO and it infiltrates the car and he, no matter what he does, he can't get rid of it, it has a life of its own. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just, I kind of chuckle at that because I met a friend a while ago that uh, his wife spilled some milk in the back of the car and never cleaned it up. And milk's another one of those things, along with bananas, that once it gets in your carpet, you're done. You can never yeah. get rid of that smell. It, no, and he ripped all the carpet out, put new carpeting, still couldn't get rid of it. And finally, wow. had, and nobody would buy it, so he had to trade it in because you know, dealerships were the only ones that would take the thing off his hand. So. Oh, that's frustrating. I understand. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle other than that Honda that you had maybe that uh, you have a little remorse about letting go? 
So the Honda is the big one. You know, I haven't owned a ton of cars. The sort of the family motto has been buy something that you really like and drive it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> the, the Honda sort of played a, a huge role in my life. I learned to drive on the car, took me to Texas and then out here to L.A., crazy reliable until the day I sold it, the guy was on a test drive with me and it blew the head gasket. It didn't want to leave. Oh, yeah. It's like, I am not letting you get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. And also screw you for trying. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, I'm going to cost you a fortune while at the same time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I sort of both regret and don't regret getting rid of it. He still bought the car with the, with the blown gasket. Uh, you know, God bless. You got him, a little so. discount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that that's sort of one that uh, if another if another Civic Si of that era came back around at, at an incredibly reasonable price, that's one I, I would consider picking back up again because it's just a great little car. We'll just call that thing Christine. I think that yeah, might be right? a good name. I'm a good name <laughs> for that car. Yeah, don't piss your car off; it might run you over. Yeah, they know. <laughs> well, I know this show is airing after the LA Auto Show, but I would love for you to talk more about the LA Auto Show and about Automobility LA, what these two things are all about, what people can expect in the future. Super successful shows over time, fantastic shows. I mean, debuting new cars. I mean, there's just so much going on with this. And of course, in LA, the epicenter of the cool car culture of the world. So share a little bit more about these uh, wonderful projects you're involved in and all the different things you do. Sure. So Automobility LA is sort of the press and trade event uh, that precedes the LA Auto Show. It's where we pull the sheets off of uh, more than 50 cars uh, and trucks and other vehicles of various shapes and sizes. We also produce a really great sort of TED Talk style conference with all sorts of industry leaders, luminaries, uh, CEOs, folks like that who talk about the future of the automobile, whether it's that's an autonomous vehicle, a connected car, connected city that talks to the car, a shared vehicle, electrification, all sorts of, of the, the elements that are going to change the way we get from point A to point B. So that's a really fantastic event. We, we attract folks from the auto industry, from the tech industry, from companies that you would think don't have a place in this sort of new mobility world, but they totally do because in the future, it's all going to change. Oh, yeah. It's already changing pretty darn fast right now. Absolutely. My favorite, one of my favorite sort of stories is we, you know, in preparing for the event a couple of years ago, we were looking at our registration records and saw that, you know, a delegation from Domino's Pizza had signed up to come to the show or or one of the other pizza um, delivery companies. And we thought, well, that's Mm -hmm. strange. Why are they? But of course, it's because they're, they're, you know, they're gaining insights and thoughts and ideas into uh, autonomous pizza delivery vehicles. So it makes perfect sense when you, when you sort of take a step back and think about it like that. So you know, Automobility LA has been a few years in the making, uh, and it just continues to grow. We're really thrilled with the success that we've seen so far and, and have big plans for the future. The LA Auto Show continues as, you know, this year uh, was our 111th year. We've been going since uh, 1907. Wow. And, um, I had no yeah. idea it's been going that long. That is incredible. Yeah. So it started in, you know, a bunch of uh, circus tents out here in LA and has, you know, moved around a little bit, but it's always always been up and running. You know, we attract loads of of car enthusiasts, not just from the LA area, but from all over the world to see sort of the latest, greatest innovations in transportation and vehicles that they can get, not necessarily 20 or 30 years down the line, like you might see at other sort of large events, but stuff that that has the the, the technology um, of the future, but is available, you know, within five years or, or maybe even the next couple of years. So that's really exciting. In addition to that, you know, we offer... 
uh, a bunch of experiences that folks can have. We've got the, uh, these, these Polaris slingshot joyrides where we'll send you out there in a three-wheeled uh, Polaris slingshot or at a closed course on our, on our ground, on our campus, and doing all sorts of donuts and slides and skids yeah. and, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. It's, it's really a hoot. Tons of test drives, VR opportunities, uh, all sorts of, you know, it's more than just sort of a big room full of cars and carpet. We, we really offer a full day of entertainment. Yeah, it's absolutely spectacular. Yeah, those slingshots were at SEMA this year. Uh, it looked like a load of fun. I didn't have time to wait in the long line to get a ride in one, but it sure looked like fun. I did get to jump in a, a Superformance Cobra, though, and that was pretty oh. darn cool. And go out and do some donuts with uh, a, a woman from the UK who is my driver that's going to be a future guest on the show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, be careful who you get in a car with, especially if it's a lady who holds championships for drifting. <laughs> Don't eat your uh, breakfast right before you get in the car. <laughs> it sounds sure. like a great time, though, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Well, um, the best way for people to learn more about these two events is how? Head over to automobilityla.com and laautoshow.com, and you can also check us out on all of the various social media networks at LA Auto Show and at Automobility LA. Absolutely. I'll make sure links to all of those are on Martin's Cars yeah! Show Notes page. So, Martin, here's a very introspective question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, you've been manifested into a car parked in a garage, what would you be and want? I would love to come back as a uh, Lotus or Caterham 7. Um, that's sort of, that's on the dream car list. We're both sort of long and skinny, tall and skinny. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I, I don't really mind getting caught out in the rain or, you know, inclement weather in a, in a weird car. And it seems like they have a lot of fun. So that, that's something that I think would be a hoot is to come back as a Caterham 7. That does sound like fun. You know, I need to connect you with uh, past cars, yeah, I guess, your Lance Stander. I mentioned Superformance a moment ago. Superformance down there in Orange County, just south of you, uh, sells Caterham 7s. They have those cars down there. So maybe I need to connect you two guys. You can go down and take one for a drive and, and see what it's like. Uh, great people. That fantastic. Yeah, yeah Superformance. Yeah, they uh, they sell some really cool stuff. Back to SEMA this year, uh, Doug, who's been in the show, and his wife, Marissa, uh, showed off their brand new, um, it's kind of a Ford GTS car. It's a new car they're going to be selling there. Got to check that out, too, when you go to their website. Well, Martin, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. 
They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Martin, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Take a used car for a pre-purchase inspection before you hand over a check. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> the best hundred bucks you'll ever spend, that's for sure. sure <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing is great about it, not only to scare you away from going, this is the wrong car to buy, but also it gives you some negotiating power on the price because you can come back and say, you know what? This car has a blown head gasket. Yeah. <laughs> and I want a discount. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it gives you a little leverage there. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Take notes on everything. Yeah, absolutely. Big time note taker myself, too. Now, uh, do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy that you enjoy? There's a few um, really great photographers out there on Instagram right now when you sort of need a, a quick break from everything that's going on outside of your phone and maybe even inside of your phone. Kevin McCauley takes really fantastic photos uh, on Instagram. So does this guy, Max, whose uh, handle is 35mm underscore cars, like 35mm cars. He shoots all film in the LA area um, mm-hmm. and then uploads them to Instagram. And it's just some really, really great, really great atmospheric shots of cars and the LA scene. Very cool. I'll have to reach out to both those guys and uh, see if I can get them to be guests here on the show. I've had lots of photographers, automotive photographers on the show, some really, really talented people, always looking for others. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I went through a whole bunch of uh, old Formula One drivers uh, that I think would be a lot of fun to, to have a drink with. James Hunt is one, but I feel like that would not just be one drink. So that's I know. It'd be a whole I night of him. drinking. <laughs> but uh, Mastin Gregory is somebody who uh, ah. I think would have been real neat to meet. For a while, we had uh, similar choices in eyewear going on and uh, haircut and sort of general vibe, I think. So it, it, would be, yeah. it would be real neat to meet him. He's sort of an unsung hero of mine. Yeah, Mastin Gregory, he was born the same year my father was born, 1932. And uh, American race car driver, for those people that don't know a lot about him, go back and check him out. Uh, you can just Google his name. You'll find all sorts of entries, uh, first interesting things. I mean, this was back in 57 or 58. He raced his first, uh, his first race Monaco Grand Prix, I think, was his first entry into GP1. Do you think I have that right? I'm trying to remember. I believe, I believe that's correct. My sort of the most interesting thing about him for me, or one of them, is that he was one of the drivers on the uh, in the last Ferrari to win at Le Mans overall um, mm. in the mid-60s, I think it was 66, 67, yeah. something like that. He was driving a 250LM. I think it was one of the North American racing team cars. And I think that's just the coolest thing. I just saw that actual car 
uh, at the Peterson's exhibit a couple months ago, they had a Ferrari exhibit and that car was there and it still has gravel and sand and dirt in the wheel wells from Le Mans oh from the last race. It's just the coolest thing. That is pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know, you're the first one that's mentioned Mass and Gregory and I'm really kind of surprised because uh, he was a pretty amazing driver and accomplished a lot of really cool things. So I'm glad you brought his name up. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Well, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? I mean, lately I've been reading a lot of Carl Hyacin. He's not really the most unknown writer or, or sort of uh, surprise choice, I guess. But, but mm-hmm. I've sort of fallen into a Carl Hyacin, uh, r- not a rut, because it's, you know, the books are wonderful. <laughs> <No>. but, <laughs> but I've been going through his, you know, all of his published works. It's just been great. It's, it's sort of fun stuff to uh, get me through my reading period, you know. Is there a a book in particular that he's written that you can think of that really kind of stands out for you? Because he's written a lot of interesting things. Yes, there is. And I am looking it up right now because I just finished it. Razor Girl is the book. came out in 2016. It is outrageous. It's fantastic. Razor Girl. Okay, cool. Well, that's the first time I think he's been mentioned here, much less that book. So I'll remind our listeners you can find that resource on Martin's Cars Yeah show notes page, just go to carsyeah.com, type in Martin Grossinger, G-R-O-S-S-I-N-G-E-R, and that page will pop up with a link to that wonderful book. Fantastic. All right, we are up to the checkered flag here, Martin, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car. It doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to bring it to you there in Los Angeles to enjoy and drive up in the foothills there, maybe along Mulholland Drive or the mountains. But there's a couple rules to this game here. It's uh, a couple rules I need you to abide by. First and foremost, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars or toys with. So that little trick's off the table. You got to keep it. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Cars, yeah? I want you to enjoy the car. And uh, it's the only collector car you can have. So choose wisely. This is the most difficult question that I have tried to answer in such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I wish I could buy you more, but you know, after 1,185 people, I've bought a lot of cars over the last few years. <laughs> no, I know. And the offer is very generous. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, you know, I think I got to go Lancia Stratos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I feel like where I currently am in LA, I, I love going up on weekend mornings up the Angeles Crest uh, highway out here up into the mountains. And I feel like a Stratos is sort of ideal for those roads and also potentially for taking out to like the desert and running off road, you know, on gravel or dirt roads. Yeah. Um, yeah. As it would have in period. So I feel like that's, I think it's a pretty solid choice. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool cars. I'll tell you what you should do, Martin. You should go back and listen to my talk here on cars. Yeah. With John Campion. John has a collection of rally cars that defies anybody. I mean, this guy is heavily into rally cars and has some of the best launches that race back in the day that you'll ever imagine. I mean, just absolutely spectacular. And he's actually been taking or has had already, I think he's done it, taken some off-road rally driving, and he wants to do some vintage rally driving in his vintage rally cars. Talk about dedication. <laughs> the idea of taking- if he needs... If he needs a co-driver, uh, tell him I, my schedule will magically open for him. It'll open up. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll connect you two guys. I think you'll like it. Go back and listen. He's a really amazing guy. He's a incredible success story of an immigrant coming over here to the U.S. with literally 28 bucks in his pocket, 
no education and building an incredible empire, a power empire. It's just absolutely fabulous story. So go back and check that out. Lancia Stratos, love those cars. They are the so they are so cool. Yeah, and that'd be great for the mountains up there in the foothills of uh, Los Angeles. So very very nice. Well, Martin, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Lancia Stratos? <laughs> you know, just uh, try to have fun out there. Don't be too serious in general. Life's, yeah. life's too short to get hung up on, uh, on, on stuff that's a downer. Absolutely. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Automobility LA and the Los Angeles Auto Show? So Automobility LA can be found at AutomobilityLA.com and at Automobility LA across any social media network of your choice, the LA Auto Show, same deal, LAAutoShow.com or at LA Auto Show across all of the social media. And I'm out there at The Grossinger on Twitter and Instagram. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find all these links on Martin's show notes page on the Car Show website. I would encourage you, if you have never found your way out to Los Angeles during the auto show, you need to get out there. It's typically always in the fall season, so uh, you can start planning now for next year. Martin, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks a lot, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.